So, for tonight's portion of Straight Talk, we're going to be focusing on the issue of transgenderism. Oh, here it goes. Now, not specifically transgenderism, but I want to focus on a, on a subtopic underneath, and there's a, a trend that's currently going on with those who have actually had gender reassignment surgery, or where they've basically gone through the surgical process to have their sex changed. And there's a, there's a trend going on where there's a percentage of people who actually regret having the surgery. Huh. So I want to talk specifically about that. But before we do, um, I want to talk a little bit about, just give a little background of, of the whole idea of what transgender is really all about and so first of all there might be some misconceptions but just so that we're on the same page um, transgenderism or a transgender is de defined as denoting or relating to a person whose sense of personal identity and gender does not correspond with their birth sex so you identify with transgender as transgender if you identify with something else with another sex other than what's on your birth certificate. Make sense? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the idea. Um, a little bit more so in regards to the the population only two to three percent of America's population identifies as transgender two to three percent um, but you two to three percent and it it's it doesn't seem like I mean it's not like 50 percent or something but look at how much influence two to three percent of the population has on the world, on on our country, on society. You know, uh, it's it's I just it's interesting to note that. And um, so there's also a case being made, a very legitimate case. Um, that's backed by by medicine or uh, clinical psychologists that recognize transgenderism as a mental disorder, and there's there's a legitimate um, uh, diagnosis for this mental disorder, and it's called the gender dysphoria. It's, you can actually be diagnosed with this uh, disorder, gender dysphoria. And so I have a little um, uh, statement here from a group of psychologists. 
says that the fifth edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders defines gender dysphoria as a condition in which a person has marked incongruence between the expressed or experienced gender and the biological sex at birth. This causes clinically significant distress or impairment in social, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. And the and then scientists pose the question, can we actually really change our gender? Can we, even if there's a successful surgery, can we actually fully convert to the opposite sex? Well, there's a, a statement here. It says, modern science shows that our sexual organization begins with our DNA and development in the womb and that sex differences manifest themselves in many bodily systems and organs all the way down to the molecular level. Cos cosmetic surgery and cross-sex hormones can't change us into the opposite sex. They can affect appearances, they can stunt or damage some outward expressions of our reproductive organization, but they cannot transform it. They can't turn us from one sex into the other. No one can change their DNA. So at a molecular level, the cells that make you up, you are defined by your gender but at birth. And, sci and scientists are making the case here that, just like we stated, that it states that you can change the external, but you can't at the core of your being of who you are you're 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 st you're that so with, with what i've shared uh thus far what do you uh think about this is any of this new or what are your guys's thoughts regarding this it's not funny it's slightly it, it could be a bizarre topic but it's our reality what do you guys think of this I think it makes sense now why people really think that they're a different sex. Like, they actually believe it. Like, they believe they've been changed because now it makes sense because it's a mental disorder. I didn't know that. I just thought it was. I didn't know it was a mental disorder. Like, you know, some people really believe it. It seems like it. I don't really know too many transgenders, but, I mean, like, the ones you see on TV and stuff, like, they really believe it. Yeah. Sorry, you should. I saw a YouTube video on this girl that she like did the whole change and everything and then she um then she went back and she got she got saved and then she like I don't know what happened. I, I gotta find it, but it basically she got saved and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. The <coughs> testimonial video. It's really good. And she reverted? Yeah, I reverted back. Yeah. What? Yeah, there's um we might be thinking about the same person, but there's yeah. some um there's a person who had the assignment who had the sex change and eight years later reverted back um yeah it's there's always a root to it like some type of pain in their life or like a uh, a lot like a not a good relationship with their parent or like it could be so many things it's like but there's a root to it though you know mm -hmm. 
of why they feel that way in the book. I don't know, explain it. It's deep, but you know, you know? I know that uh, uh, today, in today's society, it's so easy to like be who you want to be, or try to be who you want to be. And I know that uh, that goes against the will of God. And I know that um, uh, I heard in a message that in this, I never read the Satanic Bible, but I've heard about it, and I've heard in the message that it basically says, "Do what you want." Live how you want, feed your flesh, like please yourself and the desire desires of the world. And so like I feel that um doing something like that because you believe that because you're being lied to and you're being like deceived and you're thinking that, oh, I was born a man but I'm supposed to be a woman, like like and then believing that and then doing it and then acting upon it, like dude, that's totally like fulfilling that law of Satanism, Satan and uh, that two, three percent, dude, that's a lot. I was thinking, like, dude, that, that's got to be all in like San Francisco. Like, dude, that's not enough, like, dude, because I was just looking it up. Because uh, in boot camp, they always used to tell us that less than it says here that 1.29 million people in, the, in this country, not in the world, but in the country, um, that's 0.5 percent of the uh, U.S. population serves in the military. They, when they taught us that in boot camp. And so I'm thinking, like, dude, we live in San Diego. It's a military town. There's military everywhere. Like, and I can't imagine, like, if this is, like, only a small, like, drip, a drop of 0.5%, I can't imagine 2 2 3% around the world. Like, that's, mm. that's a lot of people. Thoughts? That just shows, like, you have to know who you are in Christ. Like, mm-hmm. I still have insecurity myself, but it's like, you at least when you read the word, you know that you're not supposed to do that. Like, you're not supposed to do things like that. Yeah. Yeah, and <clears throat> actually, there's uh, somebody who, who made the point that. Um, when there's a rise in transgenderism in a particular society, it points to the collapse of that society. Um, and they, they talked about where Rome was at before Rome collapsed. And transgender activity and that kind of um, ideology was at its at its highest rate um, prior to the fall of Rome. And there were other um, examples that they used, but um, Rome was the one that... When did Rome collapse? Though? Rome collapsed back in... Man, I don't know. So I, I want to say... I don't want to say 1600, but that's what's coming to my mind. 476 CE? Okay. Yeah. Long time ago. (laughs) So, but anyway, there's a 
before we talk about the the, the regrets there there's one uh, quote that I found regarding the idea of transgenderism that is I'll just let you form your own opinion but what it says is if someone self identifies as an amputee and wants an arm removed they would be considered delusional but if they want their genitals removed there is an entire industry who will help them just leave that right there mic drop <laughs> now as far as the the people who have actually undergone transgender surgery or sex or gender reassignment um, a few statistics and, and, and points to make with these people is that um, it didn't cure their anxiety or, or mental health issues like those areas where they were struggling were were present depression and anxiety were, were still present as a, as a matter of fact um, depression and anxiety escalated in multiple cases out of all of the people who have had gender reassignment surgery 40% have either attempted or successfully committed suicide 40% of people who have actually gone through the surgery have either attempted or successfully committed suicide, which is nine times higher than the rate of suicide in the U.S. And out of all the people who have actually gone through with the surgery, 20% regret going through with the surgery. So, with, with that being said, concerning the regrets and where these people, these hurting people, where, where do you guys, what do you think is going on within them? What, where do you think, what, what's happening? What's happening that you guys think caused them to even have the surgery? What do you think is going on that made them want to go back? What, what do you guys think is happening with, within these individuals? I think what they're missing is purpose. They have no purpose. So I think at some point I understand that to know your identity in Christ, to know who you are, to know that you were made in God's image, that when he, we created you, there was, he created you, only one of you. That there's only one of you, like, like a snowflake, you know how a snowflake is very detailed, there's no snowflake alike. When God created you, he created you just like that. He detailed you and crafted you, and you know, the Bible says that you're, you're his craftsmanship, you're his artwork. Right. So when he created you, he created one of you. Yep. It's true. I feel like when they really, when they try to, they're switching because they feel like, you know, that they might have, um, that's the be, solution. Yeah, like they might have a better, you know, um, that's the answer to the problem. Yeah, 
like there's a void in them so they're they're thinking well if i switch i mean maybe i'll try to finally be happy and then you realize you know they're just the same thing off yeah so i think it just goes back to knowing who you are and your identity why you were here why you were placed on this earth right There's more to it than, than, than just what we see or what we can read or, you know, there's a lot that goes on. Why people are the way they are, how they become the way they become, and what, what is their makeup. Mm-hmm. But I think deep down, if there's something, whatever, whatever's going on inside your heart, whatever's going on inside your mind, your soul, and your spirit, it's not going to be fixed by something physical. Mm-hmm. I think there's something deeper that is going on there um, and something physical can only do something surface level it's not gonna you know what I mean so it's a big decision for somebody to to make that change that's huge right and, and I know that doesn't come overnight and, you know it'd be interesting to talk to someone to know what was what's going on you know yeah and, It's really sad hearing those statistics. I think it just shows that there's a lot of brokenness there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys, that's you guys hit it right on the on the head. You know because there, there's. Also, there's one thing about mankind, right? We, we naturally want to belong. We naturally want to identify with something. We naturally want to be a part of something. It's why we, we wear name brand clothing. It's why we, you know, we want to be accepted. We don't, nobody wants to be excluded or isolated. People want to be accepted and a part of something. And um, innately, we all scream, right? We all desire that. <clears throat> but First Peter 2.9 says that you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. And when there's nothing better to, than to be a part of, of God's purpose or God's calling. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, like Isaac said, we are his artwork created in Christ Jesus for good works. Right? And we were fashioned and designed to, to want to identify, but we were, in order to function and operate the way that we were designed to, we need to identify with Christ. 
look to Christ. Otherwise, when we look to other things, when we look to other groups or other people, and we find our identity in those things, then something within us is going to be off. There's going to be a malfunction. And with that comes the anxiety. With that comes the depression. Because you're not fulfilling your purpose. Because your purpose is attached to your identity. And since our identity is found in Christ, unless you're in Christ, then you have no idea what your purpose is. Which is what leads to anxiety, depression, and increased rates of suicide. That's good. That's good. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So we must look to Christ if we are to function to the fullest extent of how we were designed to. So let's keep these hurting people in prayer because we're all hurting in one way or another. And we all, we're all looking for, for our purpose in one thing or another. So let's pray for those who haven't found their purpose and pray that they find it in Christ. Amen. Amen. You guys think.